Uh, we have this Twitter poll up. Do you think the Brewers after this weekend are done, or is it uh, still too early to call it? Again, last year at this time, basically in the same spot. Uh, they had had a brutal month of July. The Cubs had come on like gangbusters after the uh, All-Star break. It appeared that the summer of, you know, bliss that we had as Brewer fans, Ebo, uh, where they had, you know, leading at the All-Star break, best record in the National League for many, most of the summer was coming to an end. It looks like, yeah, you know, we were hoping that they could maybe be a fringe, fringe playoff team to start last season. And then you get to the end and maybe it was, it was too little too late. And then what do they do? Christian Yelich puts the team on his back. They have that insane month of September and they end up getting the best record and catching the Cubs. Here we are again. As we get through, you know, now we're coming up on, you know, the, the middle part of August here in the next week, and they're basically, you know, hanging on by a thread. So should we say we learned our lesson from last year? And of course it's not over. Or like you said, yeah, but this has a kind of a different feel than last year with, you know, the injuries and the, the bizarreness of the pitching staff and then the double bizarreness of what Stearns did at the trade deadline, like, it's just, it doesn't feel like it did last year at this time, even though last year at this time they were basically in the exact same spot that they are right now. Well, let's think about, you know, last year at this time compared to this year at this time. Last year at this time you had what? You had, we just were thinking like maybe Christian Yelich could have a spot as an MVP or was that yeah, more was, later in the August? third or fourth. At this point last year, he was having a great summer, but to your point, yeah, I think yeah. he had fourth or fifth. Fifth best MVP odds at this point yeah. last year. We already know Christian Yelich should be the MVP this year. I mean, if Cody, unless Cody Bellinger has something to say about it. But Christian Yelich hit, hit another bomb yesterday, his league-leading home run. Yelly, we know, is playing at an MVP level. We know he should probably be getting the MVP. Outside of that, what else do we know? The pitching staff mm, is hurt. Not much. Um, your best pitcher, Brandon Woodruff, is down. Do you even have a best pitcher? Zach Davies, he's getting rocked. Who's 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 your ace? You don't have an ace. Don't have one. Chase Anderson is your best pitcher right now. And last year he got what sent to the pen. He didn't. He didn't even make the. Oh yeah, he didn't roster. make the playoff roster. You have so many question marks this year, and you also you have an offense that is stagnant. You like last year you felt magic. Last year you felt something special. You had the bats rocking. You had the pitching rocking. You had Craig Council kind of like reinventing what he did with the starting pitcher in the bullpen and whatnot. Now you got a bullpen that, that's gassed. You have Josh Hader already giving up more home runs than he has last year. Uh, you have, I don't know, you just, I don't have much faith right now. By the way. And I try to remain positive, yeah, but it's hard. No, I, I hear you. 608-321-1670, Brewer fans. So tell me what the reaction was. Because when I was here uh, on Tuesday, the, the story of Houston acquiring Zach Wheeler, one of the, the better Mets pitchers, and I said, look at the the Astros rotation where Wade Miley, who would clearly be the Brewers' number one pitcher today, now had bumped down to like the fourth pitcher when they acquired Wheeler because you obviously have Verlander and you have Cole and Yarkey. And then they go out and get Grinky, who at one point there was a rumor that the Brewers maybe were going to be a last minute play for Grinky. Like now, like Wade Miley barely even makes the rotation for the Houston Astros. Like we'd cut off two fingers. To, as Brewer fans, to bring him back to Milwaukee. Like, dude won't even be in the starting five for Houston now. Um, Wheeler, Wheeler's at the Mets. Yeah, he never got dealt. Oh, they never, that never happened? No, but yeah, him getting Grinky, or Astros getting Grinky, they're insane, man. They're, they're set up for success for the next, like, what did we say, Nelson? Like, 10 years, pretty much? Well, they got five years, they're just going to beast out. The yeah, Houston got, Astros are absolutely insane. They got a lot of young talent. And then you look at... The Brewers got Lyles back, and we. What hey, was he's it? the only win the Brewers have had in the last week. Ly- they got Lyles back, and they could have kept Wade Miley for what seven million dollars, Noe? 
you could have kept Lyles and Miley for less than seven million together. <laughs> Instead, you traded a prospect, and then obviously the other one walked. Yeah, it's dude. The Brewers they just don't have any magic this year. They don't have any luck this year, I should say. Well, and There's I was no just going to say, and, you know, people don't want to buy that or believe that. Like, think again. Like, all championship teams have to have a good deal of luck. Especially right? in you, baseball. You, you got to stay healthy. The ball in whatever sport's got to bounce your way. You got to get on, you know, you got to find ways to win weird, sometimes lucky games. And I do feel like, to your point, last summer, there was a lot of luck, right? That they were like, they feel like they were blessed or charmed, like you know, they could do no wrong. And I, to your point, and again, maybe this changes. I hope it does. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like they're getting the 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 games where you say, I can't believe they won that game. They had yeah. no business winning that game. They just you don't get that sense with this this season. No, you don't. I don't get any sense of the season right now of them. Like, when's the last time they strung together luck? When's the last time? Well, I guess the first Cubs series after the All-Star break because they, they won in the two later innings, those right. two games. Outside of that, there's been no luck. There's no luck for this team. And you need luck, especially in a sport of failure that is baseball. The Brewers have dealt a lot of unluckiness. All their pitchers going down, the injuries, everyone getting gassed. You have a quiet offense. When you look at the offense, when you look at it on paper, the batting lineup comes out, you're like, my God, they should be winning like 7-4 to four or like 8-3 to three or something, you know? And then they struggle to put up a run. Well, the thing that kills you, too, I mean, they gave up, you know, seven runs yesterday, so you had to score eight. But, you know, they, it's not like the pitching was terrible uh, the first couple of days. They just they scored two, one, and two. He scored five runs in three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you, you you go to Pittsburgh now. I mean, like, here's if you, if you don't say it's over yet, you, well, here's where it's got to be last stand time then because you play a bad Pirate team for three, then a bad Ranger team back at Miller Park for three. Um, and before you play the Twins, Nationals, and and Cardinals, like that that by that point. By the way, my birthday is on August twenty first. Yeah, happy early or happy belated? Uh, I mean, no, you could say it's coming up because uh, would you? Last year we kind of called it on my we were saying it on my birthday, August twenty first. That's when like what was at five thirty eight had him had a five percent chance to make the playoffs. So August twenty first, it's a Wednesday. It's the final game of a three game series with St. Louis. And they play the Cardinals three more times that weekend. And then they play the Cubs four God. times the following week. And then yeah. they play the Astros. And then they play the Cubs again. Oof, the murderers like, row. It'll definitely, like, I don't know if there'll be a September magic again this year. Like, that stretch of games, Twins, Nationals, Cardinals, Cardinals, Cubs, <sighs> Astros, Cubs. That's basically the end of August. Into Labor Day weekend. That yeah, is yeah, as yeah, brutal yeah. as it gets. Well, we know the Brewers have success against teams with winning records for the most part. So we'll see, man. What do you think? Now are they going to go like 18-6 and six in that stretch and just shock the world the second summer in a row? God, who were they playing in last August when they went in that crazy thing? I'd go look that up. See what they were playing. Uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. That, I mean, that, that, but Nelson, that is, that's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no way they do it. They don't have the pitching to do it. And... We keep saying, well, they play really good against uh, good baseball teams. Yeah, well, how'd that look the last six games against good baseball teams? <laughs> they went one and five. Right. Okay, so at this time last year, Evo, to your question, um, I mean, you could make some parallels. They played a three-game series with the Braves, who were a playoff team, Cubs, Cardinals, then they went Reds, Pirates, Reds. But then here's where this crazy September. Nationals, Cubs, Reds, Cubs, Cardinals, Cubs, 
Tigers, Cubs. Yeah, and that's September and, and October. And they, they almost set a franchise record for wins in that month. I mean, they went insane in the month of September. Yeah, September, October, they went twenty and seven. They were eleven and four at home and nine and three on the road. I I just <laughs> I'm gonna remember fondly last year, I think, coming right. into August. I mean, you can't say never, right? Because they did it last year at this time. Now they had a little bit better of a head start. They were never one game. I think they, the lowest they got was a six games above 500 around mid-August. So you have to factor in right now they're only one game above 500. So they still had a little bit of a head start last year than they do this year. But I mean, hey, things were not. What's if up? you look at their schedule, outside of this Pittsburgh series that starts here this week, they don't play a team with a worse record than them. <laughs> Dude, it's a brutal. That Dude. schedule is insane. Brutal. For the next six weeks. All right, talk more about it. I got I to gotta sharpen my pencil here, right, in the commercial break? Yeah, Nelly's been killing Three it in the action and zone. Oh. Homeboy win on the daily action yeah, zone while I was gone? And he hit a three-team parlay, two-third oh, in there, too. Damn. Initial, you know, response that you've heard of people that either had a really wow uh, moment at camp or even a surprising moment for the first couple practices for the Badgers. We had a uh, Kendrick Pryor make a pretty darn good catch that's been all over every type of social media. Uh, yeah, because he loves football. He loves football. He stays oh. on the field. By the way, I was gonna wait till eight, but since RJ is here, I'm gonna do it really quick. I know where he's going with this. My D-bag of the week nomination goes to former Wisconsin quarterback Alex Hornibrook. And that comes from a Starks Hornibrook supporter when he was here. Yeah. But after Hornibrook coming out and saying that he's never worked with wide receivers that love the game so much and want to stay in the field and yada, 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 Alex Hornibrook. Joe, if you could hit the uh, uh, the sounder for me. Alex Hornibrook is going College to be. College guys, though. Yes. Yeah. Alex Hornibrook. All right. He's the one out bro, he's out there just trashing the Wisconsin Badger wide receiver I, I, court. And I mean, then on their I, Twitter going after him. Hornibrook, you are a D big of the week. Just the list. <laughs> All right. I mean, he's gonna win this thing in a landslide. Well, how I just, old is Hornibrook? I mean he's twenty one. I mean he's clearly, Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. what's wrong with that? When people say, Oh, they're college kids, he's well, minimum like he can 22. vote and go fight for his country, can he? Yeah. He can uh, have a drink, can he? There are other can ways he go to the to, Pleasant Spring Pub and have a drink if he wanted to say that. Yeah, you know, there so, are definitely other ways to say that. You just made the list, Horny Brook. You're a D bag of the week nominee. And the amount of guys who then like responded to that tweet of, of his quote. Uh, I mean, usually if everything went off on good terms, nobody says anything about it. Mm-hmm. It's just like uh, some the the writer posts that tweet, and everybody's just like. Oh yeah, he's he's in a new place. He's kind of got to say that, uh, you know, just uh, to get himself uh, well liked in that locker room and ready for the season. Um, but I mean, to a T, everybody's like, "Wow, really? Come on!" And what, uh, what Scott Nelson? Scott Nelson, even buddy, asked, must you still, still be concussed. Can, you still concussed, bro? His buddy um, must still be concussed. You had Tyndall saying. Uh, Let's see. Kendrick Pryor just said LOL. Yeah. And then Tyndall says, Horny around here throwing too many picks. Yeah. Like I, everyone just bagging. All his former teams just yeah. bagging him on it, Twitter. The, more and more, it, it just seems like nobody liked him in that locker room. Well, something happened. Something had to have happened. It was not a pleasant ending. Let's just, no, let's no. just say that, RJ. Um, all right. So back to speaking of the wide receiver play, because I, I did see some of that too. I mean, what was that? 
you know, and I do want to talk about speaking of another wide receiver, Quintus Cephas coming up. But you know, as far as the on the field stuff, was was that among the the biggest storylines of the that position group uh, for the weekend? I yeah, I mean, you're going to have some new guys that need to kind of step up and and things like that to create a deeper room. But I mean, you pretty much already have a pretty deep room. Uh, Prior, uh, Davis, Taylor. Um, who else we got? Uh, who's uh, Crookshank? Maybe looking at him to be a little more present in the the offense rather than just in the return game. Uh, yeah, just looking looking to see what you have deeper there. Because uh, I mean, what two years ago you had probably the deepest the wide receiver room has ever been. Now you got some younger guys coming in. Uh, where you have those guys who are freshmen two years ago already. It's weird to say that like Danny Davis is already a junior. Right. Um but yeah, we're we're looking to see some of the younger guys come on up, be able to earn that playing time and get a deeper rotation of the wide receivers there. Um uh, offensive line, if you want to jump over there, they seem to be doing fine. Um you know, the names they put out on the two deep are all names you've heard of and it turns into, you know what, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. Uh, visiting with our, our Badger and Sutter, RJ. And then, RJ, the the million-dollar question, or I guess in this case the $500 question, because I saw everybody from our buddy Jocko, uh, our buddy Jesse Temple over at The Athletic had it. You know, Jocko, Jocko had him on the news. Everybody, of course, that now that it's finally here, because right, it's in the offseason – so the, the NBA is better at the offseason than actual playing the games. Like I feel like the the Alec or the the uh, the Graham Mertz offseason was like NBA, you know, like free agency. But now it's like actually here because this is actually fall camp. So now that it's actually here, what what is your gut still telling you? And when do you think the Cone v Mertz? I mean, will they? Other than if it's completely obvious, but I would say if it was completely obvious, they would have already made the decision, right? Yeah. Uh, when do you think it gets to the point where Chris and I guess the media really know what the answer is going to be? The media won't know until game time unless you have another Jack Cone dad situation. Uh, <laughs> we can only hope that Jack Cone's dad is still on Twitter. Because what? He is. Uh, Hell yeah. I have his tweets and, uh, on alert. Every next, time he an alert next Friday uh, is the last media uh, open practice. So media can't be a practice uh, starting after next Friday. So uh, the media won't find out until closer, a lot closer to the game time. Um, you know, if you take Chris's words in his inter- introductory press conference on uh, right before camp started, uh, he flat out said experience is going to play a key factor here. And then he goes, jumps back and says, but Jack doesn't have that much experience, but you always want to go with experience. Well, he, I mean, he's, that's every one of his answers right. is like But still, that leads me to believe way. unless there is a clear separation, we're going to see Jack Cohn starting uh, versus yeah. South Florida. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I... Look, you're you're probably right. I mean, well, not probably. I mean, are 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 you in the you're you're the it's your job to lose, or if you're the incumbent, it's your job to lose, and unless you know injury I, it's or how suspension. It's always, or, it's how it always has been under Christ. Uh, I mean, you saw the guys ahead of Jonathan Taylor two years ago lose the job to Jonathan Taylor. Right. They 
he wasn't really given that opportunity, even though, you know, a lot of people saw that in practice. It's like, this guy's good. Like, why is he, <laughs> he number four on the depth chart? Um, but it's because he had guys who earned the spots uh, from work in prior seasons. So, um, yeah, it's going to be Cone, I think. Unless RJ! We, I'm sorry. Unless it you is. see, unless people, the media sees, or, you know, uh, we find out in closed practices, it, it's going to be Jack Cone. You know, I talked about this earlier. I mean, you always got to be careful because there's always two sides to every story. And then, you know, you have the extreme you know, the NFL, you know, Tyree Kill, who's basically on, you know, camera and on audio, basically talking about abusing his his wife and child. A different level of abuse here, a different accusation with Quintez Cephas. So you always got to kind of walk that line. But, RJ, here's my, my comeback is 45 minutes to deliberate. Like, I get it if it's two days and the jury's hung and they can't come to a consensus and it's a mistrial and... Maybe you're leaving this not feeling very good about it. Like, man, did he get one over because he's a star athlete or because it's tough to prove sexual assault? 45 minutes is kind of like, that's the jury saying, I can't believe we just had to sit here for two days and listen to this. This is a complete waste of our time. Of course this guy didn't do it. Like, let's get out of here. Like, that almost to me seems like like. this is an absolute waste of everyone's time. And if that's true... You basically just smoked this guy's career for 45 minutes. His right. life. It, 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 a four-day trial and a 45-minute deliberation uh, by the jury, that is that pretty much makes it seem like, uh, without being in that courtroom, that the prosecution really didn't have anything. Which is, again, if, and, and that's exactly what I think. My comeback to that then would be, or follow-up to that, was like, what? why did this thing ever go to trial anyway? Well, yeah. I, You know... When you deal with these kind of allegations, you almost have to. Um, but uh, he was suspended from the football team. Um, kicked out of school. Kicked out of school, uh, which I don't know if that's protocol or whatnot, but he never was kicked off the football team. He was it, just Wasn't suspended. he back practicing a couple times? He, like he, off? Yeah, and then when it became evident that things got a little more serious, he was suspended. Yeah, uh, But, you know, had things not gone the way they did, he still would have been able to come back. Then the school finished their, you know, investigation, investigation in like a week. Yeah. I don't even think it was that long. Uh, and, and here, here you out. have the, the city or the County um, state. DA. Um, uh, I'm not sure which level of court it went into, but then it takes them a year to gather information, a four day trial and a 45 minute deliberation to, say he's not guilty. Um, it Yeah, you did take away a year of this guy's you you took know, away, possible career. You took away you two took away seasons his career. Uh, uh, from him where, yeah, he's going to have – he probably is going to have a tough time finding a new team. Yeah, I said he's going um, to go, I mean, he's have to go a junior college route, yeah. you know, and prove himself and, and work his way back up and then hope in a year or two – that a, a D1 school, you know, takes him on. You know, not that it was the same, but, you know, Cam Newton was in that, you know, where he got into trouble early on, had to go the Jew call wrote. Obviously, it worked out for him in the end, but for the Wisconsin, and I said this to Evo, too, it's like, we don't like to think about the, the ugly he side of it. laptops. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, at the end of the day, this was, was by far and away Wisconsin's best receiver two years ago, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Yeah, I absolutely. mean, so there's at the end of the day, there's still the football component of it where two years ago, 
And he only played half the games because he got hurt. I mean, when, when, at the time of his injury two years ago, he game. was incredible what yeah. he was doing. So the, there's the – they lost – and, you know, whether it's recruiting or transfers, they probably weren't counting after Quintez Sivas' freshman year to have to replace that production. So – you know, do you look at it retrospectively and say what the wide receiver position could have been? Would they have, you know, recruited differently, gone after different things, knowing they were only going to have this guy for less than a year? Yeah, uh, it's, 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 you just don't like seeing that happen. I mean, once the allegations came out, I mean, especially with sexual assault or or in uh, rape, you kind of have to. I, I, usually, it's innocent until proven guilty, but. No, in that that's, sense, that's changed. A long I mean, time that ago. that that's changed a long time ago. So you kind of, uh, as a whole, look more on the ooh, wow, that is. Not I mean, good. if you're at university, never, you're in a hard spot though, because yeah. look at all the things that have happened, right? That have and actually nev- been come true. And mm-hmm. they'll never say it publicly to his point. But do you think now they're like saying, you know, we blew uh, it? Sorry, like, we should have taken a year. We should have sat it out as the UW and said we'll reserve judgment until the courts do. Because like now as the UW saying it's a bad look for us and mm-hmm. from the football side of things it's a bad loss for the team because the guy's innocent yeah it's it it you hate to say it but time I mean, to refile this, that lawsuit sometimes this happens um, and there's nothing much you can do about it now but uh, yeah who knows I mean he his lawyer said they they're not sure what they're course of action is uh, moving forward now whether they're going to counter sue or uh, sue um, in terms of that but I mean why can, wouldn't you it, it's kind of hard to prove after a freshman year what kind of career you would have had possibly in the NFL but uh, there's definitely some kind of damages you can probably bring in there um, and then who knows so uh, yeah just what a wild story hate, hate to see the the situation play out uh, it sounds more like now that one of the girls was embarrassed from the whole thing happening, so uh, things kind of snowballed from uh, hurt feelings or something like that. And one girl who was dating another player didn't want right. them to find out that they were with another player. It was player. A very interesting following along with some of the reporters down there during the trial of a testimony and whatnot. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, and I, and I liked uh, prosecution called Danny Davis, and they were like, were you nervous about testifying against your friend? And he's like, I'm not. I'm telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, that kind of hurts when somebody says that on the stand. Wait, 45 minutes, and I've been on a jury, and by the time you get in there and elect a foreman and cast your first ballot, I mean, it that takes 45 minutes. They basically walked in. I can tell you exactly what happened. 12 people walked in a room and said, this is the biggest waste of our time. Obviously, this guy didn't do it. Does anybody disagree? Nope. Okay. Not guilty. I mean, the, the, it wasn't 45 minutes. It was more like 45 seconds. Yeah. Is how long it took them to uh, to make well, that you decision. you all write down on a piece of paper and put it in something, and yeah. they'll read it. Well, you, you first you you know you elect a foreman, and, you, and then the, the 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 bailiff will you know it's, you know tell you the rules, and so I mean it, it doesn't. I mean it's forty five minutes before you really even get going. So the fact that they did this in forty five minutes tells me they had every one of them knew exactly what they were going to vote the second. It was it was, it was a waste of time. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. Uh, all right, one non badger note because I still can't believe. I, last season happened, but it did um, with Minnesota winning that axe. Uh, I don't know how much of a threat Minnesota is ever going to be this season. Everyone's in love in Nebraska. I'm not that in love, but I do understand it, RJ, with, especially with the schedule side of things. Top 26. Um, 
I mean, I, I get Northwestern won nine games in the Big Ten last year. Nobody's talking about them, and you still have yeah. Iowa. And I'd like to think our team's going to be good. Um, but I don't know. How much does Minnesota losing its starting quarterback for it looks like seven weeks? Uh, this kid who was a true freshman walk-on. We're talking about starting Graham Mertz. A- Axel. Trump, uh, Axel. Zach Ax- Anextend. Anextend, yeah. Says he's probably going to be out seven weeks. Uh, again, I don't know that Minnesota was competition, other though they did beat our team in Madison last year. So uh, does that pretty much wipe out any shot for the Gophers to be a legitimate threat uh, last season or this season? I don't think they have much at quarterback uh, right now, having remembered last year uh, where it took this guy coming in for them to start winning some football games, if I remember correctly. Uh they they still have a good running game. Uh, their defense is okay, but I mean it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens moving forward because uh, a freshman walk on won your starting quarterback job, and I don't think they have another body in that room that would have beaten him out in terms of the competition. Um, if I I, I think. He was uh, a, a decent quarterback, uh, a decent high school quarterback. He just didn't get any offers. So um, there is something there. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what you do about losing your starting guy to an injury this early. You just keep rolling the and boat, RJ. I, I guess the best thing yeah. you can look at it is uh, he's out seven weeks. You'll get him. Well, you get him for most of the Big yeah, Ten season. you'll get him uh, late September, early October. And you go from there, but uh, I mean, still, I you're picking Minnesota probably even before this injury behind Nebraska, Wisconsin, uh, Iowa, Northwestern, uh, Northwestern, Purdue. and Purdue. It's our buddy Cody Grant. Morning, Cody. Hey, morning, guys. How you doing? Uh, what up, I'm brother? doing awesome. Batteries recharged, Cody. Ready to rock for yeah, the. Uh, How was your trip? Well, we were, I don't know if you were listening. We were just talking. Uh, get your take on this, Cody. I gained, uh, in a five-day vacation, I gained seven pounds. And I want to know if that's gluttonous behavior or just enjoying my vacation to the fullest. It's not vacation unless you gain at least five pounds. you got to enjoy yourself on that. Exactly. You only get, what, ten days a year? So go for it. Yeah, I ate fried seafood and drank sugared alcoholic drinks pretty much around the clock for, you know, like 96 hours. Isn't that what vacation is? Just going to a different place to eat food and drink alcohol. Yes. Yeah. Well, then a I, lot yeah. of it. So, well, then apparently, it. Uh, Cody, I, I did the, I got the job done. Uh, <laughs> unlike the Brewers, who did not get the job done, they got swept out of Chicago this weekend. Forty-nine games left. You're four out, five with a tie break, uh, three of the wild card. I mean, time to make it up, but also time to say this thing's not looking like it. What? what are, where are you at right now with this team and its playoff chances? I mean, the season's still far from over. There's still plenty of games left. Uh, they're only four games back. But we may look at this weekend series as being, you know, the, the point of this season where they, if they don't turn it around now, uh, they're in big trouble. And they're just playing bad baseball. And it's funny, we all talked about how bad the pitching was, how much they need the pitching in the trade deadline. That hasn't really been the problem this last week in this road trip where they've gone one for five. Uh, one and five, losing two out of three to the A's, and now losing three straight to the Cubs. It's been the hitting. They they they, they scored no more than two runs in all three games this weekend. Uh, they struggled against the A's. 
uh, they struggle with runners in scoring position. And the lineup that David Stearns and Craig Council put together in the offseason, we're talking about a team that should be in the top three in the National League in offense. And uh, where's the offense? It's not there. Yeah, it's non-existent, man. So, I mean, looking forward, can the can the offense get it together? What, what I mean, what in your opinion will get it together first, pitching or the bats? I mean, I think the pitching hasn't been that bad. Uh, the starting pitching, at least, you know, Zach Davies has gotten roughed up his last few starts. Uh, Adrian Hauser didn't pitch great yesterday, uh, but Gio Gonzalez, for the most part, has been pretty consistent. Chase Anderson's been really good. Um, Grant Woodruff, when he's healthy, has been terrific. And the bullpen seems to be kind of getting a little bit better, kind of getting the rhythm now. Jordan Lyles looked good in his first start. He gets the start tonight. The the hitting, though, it just it's really surprising because they have three all-stars in that lineup, and then Keston Hero, you add him to the list. Uh, where was Ryan Braun yesterday, by the way? You know, he's a Cubs killer. Why isn't he in the lineup? Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I think that Craig Council keeps saying that we've, just have to get it together we have the guys I, I think they're out of answers you know if these guys aren't producing there's nothing else they can do uh talking with our guy cody grant so we were looking at you know the the upcoming stretch of games now i mean you have favorable uh with, with the pirates and, and and rangers cody this week but then business picks up i mean cardinals cubs uh, astros twins cardinals again cubs again i mean it, it is for the rest of august through the end of september it's brutal. So if they're going to do what they did last year, not only are they going to have to win more games in the competition, they're going to have to do it against probably you know the toughest schedule in baseball down the stretch. Yeah, and you know last week you thought they turned the corner where they took two out of three from Atlanta, then they took three out of four from Arizona, and then they go in and they lose a series to the Reds, but they pick it back up three from the Cubs at Miller Park. You think, okay, well, there's three out of four series they win. Now let's go to Oakland and you know try to take two or three. They don't get the job done. Uh, they have shown that they can compete at the highest level with some of the best teams, but then there's those other stretches where they can't beat 500 teams. And right now the Brewers are sitting at one game over 500. I mentioned the three All-Stars on offense. They also had two more uh, on their pitching staff. That's five All-Stars on this team, and they're one game over 500. I, you know, it's it's that's remarkable. You, you think if a team has five All-Stars, uh, they got to be at least you know, five, six, seven, maybe more games over 500. All right, uh, switch gears. You're on your way to uh, Green Bay today, yes? Yes. All right, so Packers, uh, Texans, you know, have this week of joint practices. I know Matt LaFleur is like anti-fight in practice guy, but that's when you're on team. I mean, come on, Cody. Tell me that there's not going to be, because every time you have these teams with joint practices, there's always a rumble. Tell me Cody Grant isn't secretly or publicly rooting for a brawl so you can get like exclusive zone footage of like JJ Watt and David Bakhtiari throwing throwing haymakers today, right? I never secretly root for for a brawl. I publicly root for a brawl. Yeah. I want to see it. You know, fist flying. That's the only reason I watch hockey. So let's put it in football too. But yeah, you you mentioned all the joint practices that always end in a brawl. I don't want to see it with a teammate. I was happy Matt LaFleur did throw Josh Jackson out of practice last week. You can't have that within your team, but with another team, yeah, go for it. Uh, so Go stir the pot, Cody. Stir the pot a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Whisper to J.J. Watt's ear, be like, remember when Ted Thompson didn't draft your brother? See what he does. See if he gets mad. 
So I'll what, tell him that. Yeah. So I mean, what? What? Obviously, you know, you had the, the scrimmage on on Friday night or practice, whatever we call it. I mean, what? What do you expect from this? You know, Cody. I mean, do they treat this almost like a a surrogate like preseason game these next couple of days? Or I mean, what's your expectations when you're up there? Uh, I mean, I'm just looking to see what they show offensively. I mean, this is the first training camp I'm attending uh, so far this year. Uh, I've read a lot. I've, I follow the team. You know, I follow the guys on Twitter that are there. Uh, it seems like Rodgers and LaFleur are kind of hitting their stride. They look good at family night on uh, Friday. Kumaro had a good outing. But I'm looking forward to see how they match up really for the first time against an opposing team uh, with their new head coach and their new offense and their new scheme. Uh, are you, uh, can you, can you do me a solid, uh, Cody, before I let you go, can you just shadow, uh, Rashawn Gary one day so I can get all the ammo I need to, to Barry Nelson <laughs> when, when Gary has a, a rookie of the year type season? I heard Gary had a really good Friday night. Oh, so, dude, um, he's like the best guy up there, Cody. He's, he's, he might as well be Aaron, his, his name might as well be Rashawn Rogers or Aaron Gary. He's that good. You know, no, so he is going to get hurt. When we evaluate draft picks, you, you can't jump to conclusions before you even see them play on the field a jump to conclusion matt well uh thank you uh my friend drive safe and uh enjoy your time up there all right sounds good talk to you guys see later you, right, there's uh, cody grant uh follow him uh at cody uh, grant or zone madison for a uh, training camp updates uh, today uh throughout the <laughs> day <laughs> brewers right now uh basically hanging on by a thread uh, but here's the thing, you know, like, what would be the line of demarcation where it's, I mean, if, if there's 20 games left, uh, if there's 10 games left, if it's till they're mathematically eliminated until the point where they would have to win five straight and the Cubs would have to lose five straight. I mean, the Cubs could, I mean, look, the Brewers could go 29 and 20 the last 49 games, which isn't that special of a record. The Cubs could go, what, 25 and 24. Uh, and here, here we go. We could have a game one sixty three again. So I mean, it, the math isn't impossible. So at what no. point? But it's it's getting more difficult. So at what point for you would it be the math is impossible? So what did you feel like last year around this time? I mean, weren't they? They were how many they games were still, out? Still, I mean, time? they were four games around the Cubs, but they still they still had one of the best records in the National yeah, League. So it was always like and... the consolation was always going to be well, we could still get in as a wild card. Now there is no consolation prize if you don't win the division because. You could be as far out of the wild card as you are the division after you know the next week or two. Yeah, and last I mean last year I think a lot of people were sticking the fork in them saying they're done as well, but you're still winning games and you what were we what what was our biggest complaint last year besides being out of the lead? Was that when's Jimmy Nelson gonna come back? Was that the only complaint we Pretty had? Pretty much. What'd you say, Nels? That that was about all we had was Yeah, like what well, Jimmy when's Jimmy Nelson back? coming back? I think that was it. Now it's now we have well, can our starting pitching go over four innings? Is our bullpen going to be overworked? Who's actually going to get a hit? Orlando Arcia was the one leading hits in that Cubs series. You know it's not good when Orlando Arcia is leading in hits against the Cubs in your series. When you have Kane, Yelich, Hira, et cetera, et cetera, and some of those Braun, who's a Cubs killer, and Braun not playing the other day yesterday kind of bugged me as well. I know Cody brought that up. Cody Braun's a huge Ryan Braun guy. Yeah. Braun, a Cub killer, yeah, didn't, didn't even have wasn't in the lineup. There's so many things when you look at the Brewers of like why this team won't make it, but there's still time. There is time. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Brewer fans, your opinion. Uh, we talked a little bit. Cody's on his way to Packer training camp. I should have asked him this question. 
Uh, remember when we had uh, we've had him on many times. I think the last time he was on was during our LLS uh, fundraiser last year for Man of the Year. Uh, talking about Alex Erickson, former Badger great, now Cincinnati Bengal wide receiver, and the Bengals were playing the Packers. And we asked him that if he scored a touchdown, would he do a Lambo leap? And he said yes. Yeah. Um, and we thought, you know, we had this debate, like, would a non-Packer be accepted? And is it different because of the Wisconsin connection with Erickson? So let me ask you this, because I'm looking at the Packers' Twitter account. You have this joint practice starting today. It's going to be all week, Texans and Packers all week. And the kids are lining up for their autographs on their bikes. If J.J. Watt got on a kid's bike today, would that be a bad look? Or is it because it's a little kid and it's a Wisconsin icon in J.J. Watt? I uh, if J.J. Watt gets on a kid's bike, and if it's your little brother, or in like my case, my son who's old enough, like w- would you uh, would you be all right if an, an, an enemy jumping on your kid or brother? No, it's J.J. Watt, man. Have on, yeah, but he's not on. on your team. That's fine. It's J.J. Watt. I mean, he was talking about this leading up to this joint practices, saying. I felt bad for him, kind of. He's like, I haven't had too many memorable moments in my career. This will definitely be one of them. Uh, and he said he was going to do the, you know, the bike ride with the kids right. and stuff. I mean, that's Wisconsin royalty right there, man. What a what a cool story of like, you know, a walk on tradition for the Wisconsin Badgers. And he's so likable. Like, what has JJ Watt done the, you know, for you to not want to ride the Nothing, bike? Nothing. Yeah, JJ Watt just because he's a Texan. Who cares about the Texans? They'll be nine and seven, probably get bounced the first round of the playoffs. Don't matter. But uh, JJ Watt's just royalty around here. You know, like we, we, you and I were both extremely close with Alex Erickson, are we not? Yeah, totally. I, I, I don't know that as a, as a pack, as an in owner. In the field, Lambo leaping is different story yeah. than just riding some little snot I, on those kids' bike. I wouldn't want Alex Erickson. He's probably one of the better athletes we've interacted with since we've done this show. I wouldn't show. want J.J. Watt Lambo leaping. I wouldn't mind him riding some bike. I don't, he's not even Lambo. He's just riding down to Lambo. Ride right, that bike all you want. Put it better it, be a Huffy so it doesn't, you know, collapse <laughs> on his way. Put, put it on a pole. Would you have a problem uh, with J.J. Watt riding a kid's bike today? Because there's a million kids lining up for J.J. Watt's bike. Uh, probably not. Like, you're right. It's probably different. than Like, a Lambo Leap is game day. Like, again, as much as I love Alex Erickson, guys played my golf outing. He helped raise money. He's been on the show a half dozen times. But I straight up told him. I'm like, broski, I can't have you Lambo Leaping if you score a touchdown on Sunday. Like that—that's our—that's our thing. Mm-hmm. Like you want to do that at Bengal Stadium? Have at it. You can't be Lambo leaping. Who's the guy? Who's the wide receiver? A couple years ago, where he tried, and the remember the Packer fans like tossed him out. Like get the hell out of here. Oh, was Ocho Cinco did that? Didn't he? Long well, that time was ago? years ago. I, was it a lion? Like it just happened. Like a year, a bear, or someone. Oh, I think, didn't like Thielen, or was it a Viking? Uh, it was a. It was a division game. And the guy tried a Lambo leap. And they and shoved him the, out. They shoved him out. The Packer fans said, get lost. I remember the Ocho Cinco one. That was a while ago, obviously. But that's a game day. Like, riding a bike. But, like, I don't know. Isn't riding the bikes? That's pretty iconic, right? They've been doing that since, like, you know, my dad was a little Hell, kid. Hell, like, some of the Packers up there aren't even riding the bike. I saw Rashawn Gary, like, carrying a bike and not riding it. I saw another guy having the kid give him a ride. This is J.J. Watt's quote. For me to be able to go up there and if they let me ride their bikes, literally, it's a dream I've had since I was a little kid. I haven't had a ton of emotional moments in yeah. my career. If I get to do that, that's definitely going to be an emotional moment. So JJ wants to, I mean, practice starts in an hour. He wants some little kid to give him their bike. I know. Let the man ride hey, the he's bike. He's not a Packer, though. I'll like be, he's in Lambo. Nah, I'm going to be grumpy, old man. He ain't riding. You wouldn't no. want your, if your kid I, was up there. You wouldn't want JJ. Oh Watt man, that's tough because Reese loves JJ Watt too. You would let him do it in a heartbeat. Man, that'd be wrong a tough one. 
Only Should Nelson I be like that dad, Nelson? Get off me of my kid's bike, J.J. Watt! And that's how the fight ensues. Yeah, that, Hell then yeah, brother. Your fight. All right, that's an interesting question. J.J. Watt mopping the floor with you. And this Twitter poll that I gained seven pounds on vacation was that impressive or gluttonous. Overwhelmingly, people are saying I was just enjoying my vacation. Yeah, vacation. But, like, I don't, like, two things I said to my kids, uh, we were on the plane yesterday flying back. I said, I haven't, like, eaten that much in last time I can remember. I haven't slept that much last time I remember. Now, either way, we're getting up early with, you know, their job. Now, I could certainly do a better job of, you know, knowing that the alarm's going off somewhere between 4.30 and 5 every day. Uh, I don't need to stay up till 11 or 12 like I do most nights. I could go to bed at 8 or 9 and still get my 8 sure. hours of sleep. Yeah. I just can't, especially in the summer when it's still light out, I just I can't force myself to go to bed before like 10 o'clock. Um, but like, do you bank? Like, is like, did I hibernate? Do you believe in that? Like, no, I won't be as hungry or I will be hungrier or I won't be like, I won't need as much sleep. Or now that I had like five straight days of getting like what a normal person sleeps, like going to bed at 10, 11 o'clock, getting up at seven, eight o'clock, like most normal people do that. I've now had a taste of that, that I'll want to do that like every day. Yeah. My alarm starts going off at 4am and I've come to find out that if I sleep in on Saturday and I sleep in on Sunday and sleeping into me, I still wake up at like four and then I go back to bed. I'll wake up at five thinking I'm late and I'll wake up again at six. I just been getting up at, you know, whenever I get up the first time, I'll maybe snooze till four thirty in the morning on Saturday and Sunday, and just get up and start playing some video games, drink Atta some coffee. Because you know the wife's sleeping until like seven, eight, nine o'clock. Sometimes I can get a lot of good video games in at that time. But if I if I sleep in Saturday and I sleep in Sunday, then my Monday's effed. Like I just when I get up at four a.m., I just I just drag ass all day. So I try to keep the same schedule now. But on vacation, when you go on vacation, man, yeah, when you wake up early, it's a different kind of feeling. You're like ready well, to yeah, you're, you're on, excited because right. you're on vacation. So like and you you like I, the natural clock usually knock on wood sleepy time Millsy usually you can get up on your own without the alarm clock which I did most days so then the question is like okay I wake up at like five you know it's East Coast so it's really six but then I'm like to your point do I get up and be like well it's pre- it's vacation or do I say but you know what the most amazing thing is I actually don't have to get up yeah I it's can a go back to feeling. bed yeah I mean you can go back to bed it feels great nothing wrong with a little nap too. Sometimes I like to squeeze a little nap in there once in a while on a weekend. And then, like, on the food thing, like, I don't think it's sustainable. Like, I feel like I would be like that movie, uh, like, Supersized, where, like, the guy eats McDonald's for a month, and, like, by the end of the, the documentary, he's like, his doctor says he's going to die. Yeah. Would like So I don't think eating... I want to try that. I don't think eating fried seafood and drinking, like, four sugared alcoholic drinks a day, like I did for four... Like, you, I can't... That's Like, that's not sustainable. No. Right? Like, eventually, like, for three or four days, sure... But if I keep doing that, like eventually I'm going to suffer well, one, real problems. One thing, one of two things is going to happen if you keep eating like that: you either get sick of it and change and correct what you've been doing, or right. you become a giant fat ass. <laughs> so, so, which, but I can feel like I could go either way with that. <laughs> Sometimes I want to be a fat ass. Like those mojitos were incredible, and the coconut shrimp was incredible. Like, hey, you've seen seven, right? What happens when you get glutton? One of the oh, seven man. deadly sins. He was the first one to go. Yeah, then doesn't the Kevin Spacey took care of Kevin you? Kevin Spacey makes him eat his fat yeah. ass to death, doesn't he? He, he ate himself to death. Yeah. Oh, so. I'm looking at the Packers training camp right now. Deshaun Kaiser. Or I'm not, uh, Des- I'm sorry, not. Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson, excuse me. Yep. He is riding a bike. Oh, look at that. Look at all the but Texans. It's a, te- well, it's a bunch oh. of Texans fans. What? Yeah, Dude, you know what's the weirdest thing ever is, like, I saw it at the gym the other day, is this guy at the gym, his, he, when he was walking to his truck, he had a giant Texan logo on it. Like, yep. why, is there, why is there Houston Texans fans? 
maybe they're JJ Watt fans, but I'm like there's JJ there's Watt certain fans. organizations that I see of people fans. I'm like, how did you become a fan of them? Why? Like the Texans around. Well, but here. everyone has a weird. Like, wouldn't you be like a cowboy fan? Yeah, but like everyone's got a weird per- like mine with Altoon growing up being like a next door neighbor. Yeah, but when you think Texans, I just think losers. Um. Yeah, I mean they haven't won anything. But uh, I, what do you think, I, what do you think Texans? Would, what do you think? But JJ Watt's like a hugely popular and, and the whole Watt True. fan. I would think that'd be a JJ Watt. And I feel bad for him that his career's doomed there. Um. Man, I don't. I don't know, man. I know most people don't have it. So you, you guys have no problem with Texans now. Like you said, this picture is like little kids that have Texans jerseys on. But yeah, why? Like, why kids? Why? No, say, would you have a problem with the, if those Texans players were on a kid that had like a Aaron Rodgers jersey on or a Devontae Adams jersey on, riding Packers? No, I mean I wouldn't care. I'm like, it's cool when you're a kid. It's cool just to meet any professional athlete, yeah, right? I mean. For most of them, I'd probably let them ride my bike and then throw a stick in their spokes. No, you can meet one of the you can meet one of the guys that's probably going to be in the practice squad. And as a kid, you're still pretty stoked about it. I mean, Nelson, right? your your weight's a little higher, but your your height, you're close to some of these kids. So you could, if you shaved, would you let Rashawn Gary ride your bike? No. If I did, like I said, I'd probably throw a stick in his spoke. <laughs> Why would you do that to Gary? He's one of our guys. He's one well, of your he own. Probably no, I would not allow my bike to be ridden by Rashawn Gary. What about Deshaun Kaiser? No. What? I would give it to Rashawn Gary before Kaiser. <laughs> Kaiser, by the way, struggling. Ooh, Kaiser's on the struggle bus. By the way, I'm just now I'm obsessed with this CrossFit discussion. What's there to be obsessed about? Just go to the gym well, and work out. And that's tell what people you got. Okay, CrossFit. so you guys said like, um, yeah, all you gotta about- do here's what you, here's how you do CrossFit. You go do a couple reps at the gym, and then you walk around the whole gym and tell everyone that makes eye contact with you that you do CrossFit. I know they are. They are very. That's how you do. That's how you start. I agree with you on that. This kind of just came to mind. You know who's probably the best packer riding the bikes? Kevin King, because he spent his whole career riding a bike trying to loosen up his hamstring. Well, yeah, I would agree with that. But okay, so like we were talking during the commercial break. Like, uh, spoiler alert: if you haven't seen our traffic guy, guy's not really you know a body of the gods. And we He's said not competing in no CrossFit um, games. He ain't competing, but so we said, could we in two years, if they like, like one of the events was the rowing machine, right? So yeah, if we sent our rowing machine, right? But if we sent our traffic guy to the gym every day for two years and said you're doing two hours a day on the rowing day, 365 days a year for two years, and in three years we're going to enter you in the rowing competition of the CrossFit, your assertion is your guy's assertion is that he would be an exceptional rower because he did it every single day for two years, right? If, if JFK. Put down, if he committed himself to rowing every day, training for I give him two years. Yeah, if he rowed two every day, day on the rowing machine, not yep. not rowing on the lake, a rowing machine. Rowing machine. I bet you he'd. I bet you he'd do pretty well for himself in okay. the CrossFit game. And I agree with you. And if then he didn't I said, die in the first okay, week. Okay, so if he, well that, that that would be the real. That's the first yeah. test. So, but then I said, okay, what if he took two thousand jump shots a day every day for two years? Would he not be? An incredible shooter. You guys said no. What's the difference? I'd still because how many of those is, professional basketball players have taken thousands of jump shots a day and still cannot shoot the ball well? How many times look at Ethan Gian- Happ on the free throw line? How many times has Giannis? That's, that's a good point. Shot threes in his career. I'm at the gym. I see a 90 year old dude crushing rowing, the rowing machine. He's crushing it. He's one foot in the grave and he's crushing it. Well, I'm not saying that, but he's yeah, that doesn't mean he's not in a great shape. I'm just wondering if you do something repetitively, 
could you be good at? I agree with you. If we put our traffic dude, if again, if he could survive hell week, because I think it'd be 50-50 to have a heart attack in the first seven days. I think it'd be the first seven rows. Maybe in the first seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but if we could get him through week one, I think he could be a pretty good rower. So do I. You don't think if we had him take 2,000 jump shots, top of the arc, Top of the key? No, because he's got to he's got to look at it. There's too much going on. You got to look at your feet. You got to place your feet right. You got to get the ball right in your hands. You got to let it come off your fingertips right. You got to you know hand in the cookie jar. Of the rolling machine, you just sit your fat ass down and you roll like this. I, That's I, all you do is this. You like a circular okay. motion of your arms. Well, I, like I said, I'm willing to. We already know he's good at doing this. Cigarettes. You can put that in your mouth. The other hand, you got the energy drink. You basically just put a roll in his hand. And you're good. All right. I, I just I uh, think he's a shoe in for the next CrossFit game. <laughs> Go ask him during the commercial break. Tell, tell oh, yeah, threw my, he threw his back out. Though. Yeah, it's right. His back out. Um, well, maybe we can turn him into a swimmer. I just you know, two years no, like it's got to be. You can't. It can't be swimming. It's got to be sitting. Well, they're all repet. I get it. Like the their pull ups, they're rowing. They're all repetitive. I mean, don't get me wrong. Very impressive, but. You believe that in two years you could make a out of shape guy into a CrossFit champion? CrossFit well, rower, maybe not champion. a champion, but a CrossFit rowing a com- champion, a competitive, a competitive CrossFit probably. guy. They sit on a row machine, but that's only one of them. That's ten. He can the- compete individually Dude, in that event. Joe, you should know this. A lot of people struggle with pull-ups, but the more pull-ups <laughs> you do, the better you get at pull-ups. That's true. And the true. only way you can really get better at pull-ups is to actually do pull-ups. Yeah. No, that's true. Okay. All right. You can sit in the gym and try and... 100 mile per hour speed. fastball. No. I got you. And you, can't, and you won't be able to hit it. You don't think after if I every single day you swung at 190 mile an hour fastball, you get better coordination. at it? Yeah, if you're a row machine, you, just, you literally are just doing this. All right. I'm, I'm not saying you guys are wrong. I'm just I was posing the question. They have updated the uh, rookie of the year odds. Now this was they only sent me offensive because they do an offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Kyler Murray uh, has now they must know something or somebody knows something somewhere. Kyler Murray has skyrocketed basically a little more oh. than even money now. He's at one and a plus one fifty. Question: Does they have yep. odds off for Kyler Murray for the micro wrestling we're going to? <laughs> He's not that small. Uh, so he he was always the favorite, but now he's like massively the favorite. It's gone from Kyler Murray at plus one fifty. Here's another interesting tidbit: Dwayne Haskins, the Ohio State quarterback that got drafted by the Redskins, is now moved to second. Which tells me the Redskins are probably going to end up starting in Week One. Yikes. I think so, that looks good for your giant bet, though, because uh, the Redskins were also a bottom feeder last right. year. So making me terrible. You have Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, Josh Jacobs, Marquise Brown, TJ Hawkinson now for offense. But here's what I want to ask you on defensive. Uh, you, you have Nick Bosa still the favorite at five to one. But if I do the math, uh, Rashawn Gary is now the eighth best odds to win defensive rookie of the year. Still at 14 to one, but he has overtaken Brian Burns. That was a lot of the guy a lot of people thought the Packers take the guy from Florida State and Christian Wilkins, the guy who was like the fourth pick by the Raiders. Gary now has the seventh best odds to win defensive rookie there. And if you want to take a flyer, this actually wouldn't be a bad bet at all. The guy did he is he finally playing yet, Darnell Savage? Did he get rid of his teeth? Yeah, he's a, he's, he's yeah, playing he's practicing. Ones. Yeah, he's with the ones. So Darnell Savage Jr. at twenty five to one. If the guy does end up starting week one, just fingers maybe, crossed he doesn't have to get his other wisdom tooth removed. And if Kevin King is Probably going to be out a long time, like we all assume now he's going to be. How about Darnell Savage to win Defensive Rookie of the Year at twenty-five to one? 
You guys buy that at all? I mean, I, I told you, Gary at 14 to 1. I'd buy Gary I like Gary savage. at 14 to 1. But, I mean, to put a $10 flyer at 25 to 1? Oh, no, Joe. You got to get up the Green Bay quick and ground a kid. <laughs> is there a Packer kid? Around a, is Watt riding a Packer kid's jersey? There is a little oh, kid man. wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey walking, oh. walking next to an irrelevant Texan as he's riding his bike. Give me back my son! You better go up there and ground that kid. It's not. It's not a. You better show that parent how to parent right. It doesn't look like a small version of Joe Miller, does it? A twelve-year-old version of Joe Miller. Well, he is. Looks like he's an Aaron Rodgers apologist. It could be. <laughs> I, my son's not an Aaron Rodgers apologist. He's his own man. Oh, I thought you said a little Joe Miller. I was, well, I, he looks I just like Reese. me. He's just a smaller version no, of it, me. He looks younger than Reese. Oh, okay, that's good. I don't number, know what... who's number forty-five on the Texans. Um, yeah, at least we'll do AJ Hendy. Oh, dude. is he related to Juan? At least get a good Texan player. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at videos coming down. There's a couple kids with Packer jerseys with the Texans. You better get up there, Miller. I might. I just might. Scare them straight. Um, so you said, so you would say, all right, Mr. Gambler, I know you can't stand Gary, but from you, you do like making money. What do you think is a better bet? Rashawn Gary at 14 to 1 or Darnell Savage Jr. at 25 to 1? Well, when defensive me, rookie of the year. If you asked me two months ago, I would have said probably Savage for based off what we've heard. But Savage hasn't even really been practicing, and, and Gary, for all accounts, seems to be looking pretty decent. I just need to see it in a real game situation before I can buy it. Yeah, I mean, no, I, and as much as I like to pick and I've been on board with it since, since the day after the draft, I will completely, uh, Ebo, admit that um, he hasn't done it in a game yet. But I'm just saying, for as far as, I mean, do you believe Darnell oh. Savage Jr. will start for the Packers? Yeah, he's already rolling with the ones now that he's back you right. know, from his tooth injury. But, yeah, he's rolling with the ones. And speaking of rolling, J.J. Watt, here he is. He's not riding a bike, though. He's carrying a bike, and a kid with an Aaron Rodgers jersey <laughs> and a Green Bay Packers hat is carrying J.J. Watt's helmet. Maybe the kid just likes injury-prone players, superstars. Well, J.J. Watt's carrying the kid's bike, and the kid's carrying his helmet, and the kid's wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey. Where's the... Miller, you better get up there, man. I, dude. You better... Bring back corporal I, punishment on I those kids. just got back from vacation. Someone's Can I finish the spanked. show, please? Mike, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm, hey, I'm doing up, awesome. Seth, it's good to be back, Mike. Yeah, so, hey, listen. Uh, i got to tell you, if we look around the division, I, I think I, I think it's going to be a tight race. Uh, unlike the other years where it was always just one team running away with it, uh, I think it's going to be a tight race between the Vikings, Packers, and Bears. Uh, what do you guys think? I mean, also... If I could say this too, um, my all my friends are Bear fans, and they go out to the camp and they watch it, you know, and all that stuff. And they were at family night at Soldier Field Saturday, and they said that Mitch Trubisky has thrown an interception in every one of his scrimmages. Yeah. And uh, they 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 said, oh, it's because of the defense is so good. And I said, I doubt that. I think it's because he's Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I think Mike, the Bears are going to be this year's version of the Jacksonville Jaguars, where they had a stunning year last year, and they come back to earth. I don't know if they'll be four and twelve bad like the Jaguars. Uh, but I, there's no way they're going to be 12 and four. No chance. No, but they do have a damn good defense. They do that's have a great, that's why I think they'll be in that, it. Yeah, they're going to really. They got like their Baltimore Ravens defense. They're going to be good for a number of years in that area. Yeah. But uh, but what do you guys think? I mean, is it? Uh, what did the Vikings scare you at all? No, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Uh, thank you, Thanks, Mike. Mike. I appreciate you. I buddy. think the Packers have the I most am, questions. Yeah, surrounding Zach Heilprin put me on the spot on my last day before vacation. Uh, it was like the first day of training camp. Maybe giving me my pick. All right, I wish I had more time, but. 
The Lions, Mike, are terrible. They'll be four. They'll be they'll one be of the last. Yeah, they'll be competing for the number one overall pick. Uh, I anything Kirk Cousins is a part of because he fools you just enough to get paid, but he lets you down when it matters. So like they're good ish. They'll be like they'll be the exact same thing as last year. They'll be eight and eight, nine and seven, and I don't know if that's good enough to win this division. And I truly believe. At the end of the day, it'll come down to the Packers and Bears. And I think the Bears will there's not gonna be twelve and four. Now the question is, can the Bears be ten and six? Maybe. I think the Packers can be ten and six. And if the Packers are ten and six, I think that can win the division. I do think to Mike's point that it's gonna be a close race and it's gonna be a, a lot of teams jammed up there in the NFC yeah. North. I think it, you could see Last place going seven and nine, and first place being ten and six, yeah. pretty easy. Well, I think there's a lot of. I think the team that has the most question marks are the Green Bay Packers. Well, you know the Lions are going to be bad. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the Bears have an amazing defense, and we've always had question marks about Mitchell Trubisky. But Nagy's a good coach. You have the Vikings, who you know we know what they are. They're a good team. They're not a great team. And then what do you what do you know about the Packers right now? Everything's yeah. so different and new. No, that's fair. I, I don't, doesn't mean they're the worst team, but nope. I agree. They definitely, out of the four teams, have the most questions. They definitely have the most questions. I can completely agree with you uh, on that statement. All right, 608 321 1670. I don't know, man. I, Savage at 25 to 1. That intrigues me. I might, have to, I might have to stew on that as I go train for CrossFit with JFK. If Again, if he doesn't die in the. What are you, is it first seven minutes? Seven reps Yikes. or like seven pull like that's a bar for the, the, yeah, the seven, rowing seven machine. Rows. Is it the first pulls of the, the first seven rows he's gotta get through? The first seven minutes? Like I'm just, honestly I'm scared after the first row. <laughs> the first row? I'm so nervous. Pull? I think all those energy drinks Jeez. will give you a heart attack. All right, we will uh, come back. Final poll results best and worst <laughs> of the weekend. Like, what? Be like crank. You gotta keep his heart going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movie Nelson Seed, Craig. Yeah. Wow, Jason Statham, well done, no. 